0: State restrictions apply. Robin
1: Cook still awaiting
0: his first goal for Leeds. The kick is drifted beyond him to Verber, who'd also got forward and pulls it across towards Bamford. De to Gea Reacts and it's lifted over by Somerville. He was in from close range, but he just couldn't keep the shot down. Well, I think the challenge by Malassia here was absolutely vital. Oh, mistake by
1: Verba And Bruno Fernandes through the gap. And Meliou
0: denies it. Huge save from the Leeds goalkeeper. Well, Verba, the most relieved man in this ground. Taken on by Somerville, who goes for goal, and forces De Gea
1: to make his first save in the second half.
0: Arsenal <laughs> bends the kick around, cleared by Fernandes to Ailing, and it's got a deflection on its way through, and it is a lead corner. hardly anything of that. Caught it beautifully. Back by Fred. Martinez can pick it up. Somerville.
2: Oh! Oh,
1: just as Melier did in the first half, to Bruno Fernandes, the hair denies an opponent
0: with okay. his right boot. Controlled by Shaw.
1: He's done it again against Leeds United For the second time in the space of four days
0: Marcus Rashford scores against them And carries on this immense scoring run he's enjoying There's one back by Fred Beckhorst
1: has really found his stride and makes it two
0: Told he should have scored against Leeds on Wednesday he has scored against them here at Elland Road and no one will be more delighted than his manager He's got something about him has not he this lad He really has you are listening to BetMFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMFC on Twitter at BetMFC. That's at BetMFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast as well. It is at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, at the SGP Network, that's at the SGP Network. And by the Twitter account for LockBetting.com is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. You can use the same handle for the TikTok account. The TikTok, the TikTok account is a very useful betting tool. We put together 30 to 45 second betting videos looking at statistical data that you can use to win money. So make sure you follow the at LockBetting.com TikTok. The same videos are put up on Instagram as well. The Instagram is at LockBetting. LockBetting.com is the premium pay service that has now delivered 116 months in a row of transparent track profit. You can see the spreadsheet for the month of January it features NFL futures. It is the pin suite at the Twitter account at LockBetting.com that's at lockbetting.com we're also selling individual cards for um for lockbetting.com via gumroad so gumroad is an app that we use to sell individual cards for those of you that don't want to make a fully month a full monthly commitment and um, the last two cards have gone 4 and 0 and 3-0 last night with a futures play pending. It looks like it will cash to make it 4-0 and 4-0 for the last two cards. So if you want to buy individual cards, they are available. Our Super Bowl card absolutely killed it at the weekend. But if you want to get the full package, head over to lockbetting.com and sign up for that ultimate pack. Or if you just want to get soccer picks, that's available as well. If you just want to get podcast picks and just get bonus podcasts, which include the European show, which includes a full rundown of all of tonight's europa league games that is also available at lockbet.com so moving on with this edition of bet mufc man united coming away with a massive result that actually puts them in the title race we look at the league table at the moment man united are five points behind both arsenal and manchester city and that makes winning the title achievable from this point do i think we'll win it No, I don't think we'll win it. When you look at how Man United have coped without Casemiro, I understand that they got the win this time round against Leeds. But actually, the way that we dominated Leeds for the last 30 minutes of the game at Old Trafford, that's not the team that turned up against Leeds on Sunday. Leeds had plenty of chances to put Manchester United in big trouble. They couldn't take them. Manchester United managed to ride the storm and uh, won the game 2-0 whilst not playing well. Now whilst that scoreline flattered us, they do say a trademark of champions notoriously over the years has been winning what you're not play- when you're not playing well. And Manchester United have that at the moment. They certainly did that at the weekend. Obviously, you'd rather see them playing well. But um, coming through when you're not playing well, it was almost more satisfying. The biggest concern for me is the absence of Casemiro, how we've coped with him so far. We still have one more game to deal with him. That's at the weekend at home to Leicester. But it isn't in this upcoming game against Barcelona. Casemiro will return for the first leg against Barcelona. And then he'll play again in the second leg. And he'll be also available for the EFL Cup final. These are all guarantees now because we decided not to appeal the the booking. And if that was considered a frivolous appeal, Casemiro's um, suspension would have been extended from three to four games. So it um, prevents people from making frivolous appeals. Man United determined that it would have potentially been seen as frivolous, despite the fact that Ten Hag did defend the red card and said that it wasn't. So Casemiro will be available for three of the next four games. He will only miss the weekend game against Leicester. But as I said, it was concerning how he played against them. I'd have expected to pick up six points against Leeds, who are Under temporary care, that they still haven't hired a full permanent manager, and they look like a team who are down. And Manchester United should have won more comfortably instead of struggling in not one but both of the games. Maybe not its most dominant period was a half an hour period at Old Trafford once we were two 0 down, and there was never really a dominant period against Leeds away from home. There were chances, yes, uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, putting putting the chance away at the stroke of half-time would have made things a lot more comfortable in my opinion. Um, but Manchester United were never really comfortable and um, that's not really what you want to see from a United team going up against a team in the relegation scrap who always struggle against top-tier opposition. But... It's done and dusted. We've come away with three points from that game, four points overall against the major rival. And that's one thing that can't be disregarded. Leeds hate Manchester United. It's a big rivalry. So if there was anybody that they were going to play up to, it was us. And that ultimately is a very good away result. Any time, any season, Man United winning away to Leeds, no matter how it looks Um, watching the game. Ultimately, it says two goals to nil on paper. We emerge with three points and we are now five points behind Arsenal and Manchester City with a faint chance of winning the Premier League title this season. So can we win the Premier League? I don't think so. But can we win the other three competitions that we're in? Yes, we're in the EFL Cup final. We have a nice draw once again in the FA Cup fifth round if we beat West Ham at home. We will be able to reach the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and here we are in the playoff round against Barcelona away from home in the Europa League, the second leg at Old Trafford next week. The worst possible draw we could have got was exactly this. The two would be favourites to win the competition had we not been drawn against each other. As a result of that, Arsenal are the favourites to win the competition at three to one. But I'm sure the winner of this tie will be the new favourite to go all of the way. Let's have a listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say about the team heading into this clash at the new Camp against Barcelona. And you're you coming up against playing Frankie De Jong, who became a, a terrific player for you at Ajax. Uh, what is it that makes him such a, a special
2: player? Um, um, so I think we had like a class in 2019 it was, um, was a team it was with a lot of fascination and he brings a lot of that fascination um, and I think he develops uh, in, the, in the years after here in Spain uh, he became even better uh, um, he's a fantastic player uh, playing out from the back he always has time um, and so it was a pleasure to work with him. Hi, Eric. Um, obviously, you're without Lissandro Martinez tomorrow through suspension. How big of a blow is that to you, and how confident are you that the guy next to you might be able to step up at centre back against the likes of Lewandowski? Well, we have um, many options, I think, in the squad to sort it out, and yeah, we can use, uh, look, as a fullback and as a centre-back and we have seen in the weekend he did both and both he did very well Um, but we have um, in the centre-half also very good other options and they did also well and now we can uh, choose by game what we prefer Uh, Question for Luke just wondering if this is the acid test perhaps of your development as a team this season you've obviously done very well and won some big games but this feels like another level entirely
1: yeah, of course. Um, it's obviously a very big game. Um, it's one we're obviously all very looking forward to. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's going to be a big test. It will show us where we are. Um, but you know, I think where we are at the moment, we're we're ready for it.
0: Eric. Javi was very complimentary of you today. He said you're a reference point for offensive coaches and he likes what you've done at United because it was a very difficult club to transform. What do you make of his comments and what do you think of the
2: job he's doing with Barcelona? I think Barcelona is also a very difficult club. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Barcelona, in this moment, is playing its best football since several years. And, but I think it's in the in the mind of uh, and the inspiration of Johan Cruyff uh, still you feel it here and you can see if you see uh, the game of Barcelona you see uh, the way of play and that is yeah, the inspiration of Johan Cruyff
0: and for Luke can we expect to see you at centre-back tomorrow?
1: Um, to be honest I'm not too sure yet but um... We'll have to wait till till tomorrow when he names the team. So I'll find out then.
2: Oh, here we go! It's obviously a great tie with with Barcelona these two games, but sandwiched in between, you've got a big Premier League game against Leicester and then a Cup final. Do you look beyond these ties with Barcelona and sort of plan your teams for the next week, or is it just is it literally one game at a time and picking the strongest team for, for each oh, one? Oh, of course, there's a manager. You have um, a certain planning. But yeah, the first game is always uh, um, is the game who coming up is the most important game, and that also can change your your plans because of performances, and because of maybe tactics, uh, next opponent, uh, because of injuries or suspensions or whatever. But um, yeah, um, first game coming up most important.
1: Uh, hi, Eric. Um, given the history and status of Barcelona and Manchester United, this fixture could you know, very well be a Champions League final, but it's obviously a Europa League playoff. What does that say about where both clubs are at at the moment? And does it show
2: how much work there is still to be done for particularly Manchester United to get back to where you want to be? Uh, I think it, it's the truth. Uh, as both clubs, you are in the Europa League. And uh, I think both clubs have the ambition uh, to be in the Champions League and not even just... To be in the Champions League, they want to have a really impact in the Champions League, to be uh, go along the group stage, be um, uh, after the winter, go in semi finals and finals, and win even. But uh, the reality is, we are in the Euro League, and that tells that both clubs they needed a reset. And I think we are both um, uh, on a journey, and we are both, I think we are both in the right direction. And so uh, I think it's excited, to, um, exciting to, to face each other tomorrow night and because it will help both clubs because you know where you are. It's a good test and uh, you get challenged and from such tests you get better. Okay, uh, last two, one there and then pull
1: See, Hola. Hello. So... They asked about the young. You will uh, meet Frankie the young again tomorrow. Well, in summer, you wanted him for United. Why didn't you get him to sign to United?
2: I don't know if you want him. <laughs> no, but it's Frankie is an incredible good player. And for every club in the whole world, he will... He will strengthen the squad because he has a unique quality. um, So if you can get him in your squad, your your team will be stronger. All right.
1: Question for Luke, please. Uh, Casemiro seems to have made quite a big impact since he came. What kind of um, assurance does he give you when he's in the team uh, in front of you as a defender? um yeah no obviously a lot um I think it's been quite obvious to see when you know how important he is to the team when when obviously he's been not playing um but I think for us as as defenders it it gives us that sort of feeling that we know there's a lot of security especially because you know with with his positioning where he always is and you know he loves to win the ball back and tackle and you know, I think that's a couple of things we always say to him that, you know, he likes to give the ball away so he can go and go and win it back. But um, no, I think uh, he's uh, an extremely important player for us. And, you know, I'm very happy to have him back tomorrow night because, you know, like I said, um, he's, he's been a big miss for us.
2: OK, thank you very much.
0: So we got both Eric Ten Hag and Luke Shaw there talking about the game against Barcelona. Some people are looking at this tie as a win-win situation for United. If we exit this competition here, it's no big loss because we lost to Barcelona. Barcelona are top of the Liga, ahead of Real Madrid, who won the Champions League last season. And therefore, is isn't a major, a major thing to be upset about because it does then reduce the fixture pile up. We can then focus on the EPL. We can focus on the two cup competitions we are still in, the FA Cup and the um, Carabao Cup final that we have coming up as well. So there is a silver lining there. Although if the defeat is convincing, I feel that it would be damaging. A key thing that Eric Ten Hag said there was that this tie was a test of where we are. Now that puts a little bit more extra pressure on United. Ten Hag usually always says the right things but that was a comment that puts pressure on United because if this is supposed to be a measuring stick as opposed to the massive strides he's made elsewhere such as reaching a cup final, having a run in the FA Cup and most significantly being third in the Premier League with an outside chance of winning the league which was absolutely unthinkable at the start of the year. The the most optimistic man united fan would have only wished for a cup run and a place in the top 4 but instead of making that the measuring stick and underplaying this he said that this tie was a measuring stick for where we are at so if we're convincingly beaten by the champions elect of la liga then does that mean manchester united aren't as far along as um, as as many people think now obviously if it's convincing yes that would be the case. It would be humbling, and um, it would be a negative. But what if we lose, if we lose a close tie to Barcelona, what does that mean? Well, I would be, for one, quite disappointed because this is a team who are in this competition because they themselves weren't good enough to do anything in the Champions League. They were knocked out of a group that featured Bayern Munich. No shame in that because Bayern Munich are absolutely deadly in the Champions League, a complete model of consistency. However, they were also knocked out of a group that featured Inter Milan. So the measuring stick for Barcelona themselves has already not been met because they are sitting here in Europa League after exiting what was a tough Champions League group. But most people would have expected them to finish ahead of Inter Milan, especially given the money that they spent in the summer. So they've already failed at living up to the measuring stick that was set for them at the start of the season, as in being Champions League contenders, a team that could have potentially won the Champions League, a team where, when you looked at the draw, many people were wondering, are Bayern or Barcelona going to win it? Now, I wasn't. I, I was very certain that Bayern Munich, with their Champions League pedigree and consistency, particularly in the group stage, would have gone on to win the group. I did not expect Barcelona to be here in the Europa League. And with that said... I do expect Manchester United to win this tie. Now, this isn't the home of support. This is just based on the fact that over the years, with the exception of Real Madrid, the Premier League have dominated Spanish opposition and ultimately Barcelona Spanish opposition. And Barcelona have also done relatively poorly um, when they step up against top-tier competition, their results pre, uh, recently against Real Madrid have been poor, their results against Inter Milan were poor, and any time they've stepped up against top-level competition, against teams who you would consider to be among Europe's elite, Barcelona have failed to get a positive result. It's all good beating your, um, your, your, your teams in La Liga, who after Barcelona and Real Madrid, there is a big golf in class, and I even include... Atletico Madrid and based in that based on what's happened to Atletico Madrid over the past two, three seasons. So I would be quite disappointed if Manchester United did exit the competition at this point. But if it's close, as I said, if it's not uh, psychologically damaging, there is that silver lining that, yes, we got knocked out by Barcelona, who would then go on to become the favourites to win it and then um, we can go on and concentrate on domestic activities. Barcelona are very short to qualify from this tie. They are the one to two minus 200 favorites with Manchester United priced up at 6 to 4. The markets for this match see Barcelona as the 7 to 10 favorites. It's 29 to 10 on the draw and it's 3 to 1 here on Manchester United. That means that Manchester United are an underdog not only for the game, but an underdog to even come away with anything from this game. Manchester United are available at 6-5 plus 120 to get anything from this game on the double chance market. So that's essentially Man United at 6-5 plus 120 to avoid a defeat here in this game. Before I give you my lean for tomorrow's game, let me tell you quickly about Wimbet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. Winbet's Build Your Own Bet. Great programs, odds and payouts happening right now. WinBets, so if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's some institution. What we have to do is head over to com slash winbet, so they know we sent you that. com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. These offer subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and the present and the state will pay for Winbet is available. If you, someone, you know, has gallon problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, moving on to predicting what actually happens here for tomorrow's game. Overall, I'm expecting Manchester United to come through. But from this game, I just want Manchester United to still be in a position where that is possible. Now, I do expect us to score here at the new Camp, but I think it's unrealistic for Man United to expect to keep a clean sheet here. So, I think for me, the most standout play would be for both teams to score. Barca have not failed to score in 16 straight outings. United themselves have netted at least twice in six successive fixtures. And, There have been three or more goals in seven of Barcelona's last 11 outings. So I'm expecting more of the same here. I don't think Manchester United are going to sit in with a defensive low block all of a sudden here. European ties can be tight and cagey. We've seen that across the Champions League. But even if this is a tight and cagey game, I believe Manchester United will be able to hit... Barcelona on the counter-attack, especially when you're looking at the form of Marcus Rashford. This defence have been more solid so far this season, but I don't think they've encountered a player such as Marcus Rashford. I realise in the group stage they they encountered Leroy Sane, Serge Gnabry uh, and players of that ilk. However, Marcus Rashford is in a different vein of form at the moment. I don't think the comparisons from Kylian Mbappe were far-fetched. Now, don't forget I was somebody who was playing down those comparisons initially. But I believe the consistency of Marcus Rashford is now, has now been enough for us to justify the comparisons. And I believe this is the top player Barcelona faced this season. And he's going to be dangerous in this game as he is in every game. So my main lean for this game will be for both teams to score. And both teams to score here is available at the relatively decent price of 7-10 to 10 here for this one. So that concludes this edition of Bet MUFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.